0: 615 presents Off The Record with Tom Lamore and Cami Fox.
1: Off The Record. 615, Off The Record. Hi guys, welcome back to 615's Off The Record podcast. I'm Tom Lemoore, aka Tom DeLips, and my co-host Cammy Fox. Yes, people, how we doing. And today's guest is the one and only, Dean Mack.
0: Today's guest. How you
1: doing, mate? you all right? right. How you doing, boys? Yeah, it's Lee. It's Lee. comes through. Just, just to be clear, we have now got two D Max in the room, so there might be some sort of like implosion of some kind <laughs> right. there could be a chemical reaction <laughs> it could just, 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 something could happen so I'm, just to warn you imagine mean, yeah, like, if we made a baby yeah. <laughs> <Awkward>. anyway <Yeah. laughs> I was thinking more moving about moving on <laughs> yeah, going into another dimension yeah. being shifted off course into a, a parallel universe of D-Max <laughs> <laughs> that's a conspiracy theory for you let's uh, not get into them though Yeah, no, we will <laughs> swiftly on yeah <laughs> right I can't stop thinking about the Dean Mack parallel universe now <laughs> so yeah obviously if you've listened to the pod before you know what this is about if you've not we're just going to talk to Dean who's a friend of the brand an artist of the brand as well and we'll get to know him a little bit more Basically, so Dean, lucky you. How are you? Very well,
0: thank you. Good. Very well indeed. We're um, we're coming out of the lockdown slowly, I think. But yeah. this is probably what we're going to talk about. We're, yeah, yeah, we'll we will. We'll
1: get on to that. So, tell everybody a little bit about what you do, um, who you represent.
0: My name is Dean Mac. I'm a singer. I um, I'm also a co-founder of 186, which is a live music cocktail club in the heart of Manchester on Dean's Gate. Um, we, Six Fifteen, and I have been working together for
1: probably
0: about. Eight years
1: that might be not as long as that like, well mm, six six years mm. um, I lose track of time I said I th- what do we say I think we, we we came up with we started that the business essentially early late 2013 2014 mm. I think and then we really got going 2015 onwards right so it always feels like a long time but I don't know if it is as much
0: yeah like, I think I met Dax a very very long time ago probably even before 6.15 maybe, maybe. Yeah. It was. I don't know it, I was probably 20 22, 23 and I'm 30 this year so anyway
1: yeah, right. long time we'll ago get, we'll get into that later because that'll be interesting to hear because yeah, I actually well. don't know how we met yeah. personally because I'm rubbish at stuff like this I, can't, I can never remember my time mm. my times just get all muddled up well, look, cut a long story short. I
0: met Dax a long time ago when he had that long ass quiff um, yeah. <laughs> when he was gigging at Revolution at the Revolution bars when he probably first started out.
1: Yeah, so that would be oh, a long time that would ago. be 2013. Yeah, so which, seven years ago. working for what my, what my old management was basically back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, yeah, because it, that was around that. It might even been earlier than that if you met him. It depends what Revolution it was. It was
0: in. It was in the Liverpool one,
1: and they just. Yeah it, been, it and yeah. yeah, it might have been. It might have been two thousand. Know, and then getting Yeah, yeah. It might be. It might have been. Years. Well, and you know, actually. Yes. might go. be right, and that yeah, was yeah. before six fifteen. So you have known us a long time. Yeah, wow. well
0: that was the first time I'd ever seen a live saxophonist gig with a DJ, which was just a whole weird experience for me because I've
1: only ever seen a saxophonist with a band. Yeah. playing jazz or you know yeah. whenever, like, a yeah, long yeah. time ago that's how I yeah. saw that's mental that is I always find that really really weird and I'll tell you why I, <laughs> I've i been playing with a DJ for probably since I was 15 in, in bars mm. and obviously not allowed technically but oh well it yeah. was uh, 19, 19 years ago or whatever it is um, and it amazes me the amount of people that even now Come up to you and say, I've never seen that before. Even in 2020, wow, honestly, ridiculous. honestly, which is why when I look back, even in 2012, that it always mm. surprised me then. Yeah, But it wasn't back then, it was nowhere near as, as saturated. No. It was nowhere near as many sax players doing DJ work as there is now. No, I mean, definitely it blows my mind now that they don't know. Well, they've never seen it because it's all over the internet for a, for a kick off isn't yeah, it yeah of course everywhere you look that people are doing
0: it how social media's developed and how mm-hmm. now you know content is the most important thing about the nightlife industry and yeah cocktails are great and, and you know a cold pint is great but people just want so much more and I'm sure we'll talk about that in depth as well but yeah, yeah is providing entertainment that's not put you know sometimes venues can't put on a 12 piece band or a you know, a a, a, f- a full function band, and they haven't got much room for it, or they, they still want to create a vibe without having to put a ba- you know a band on in inverted yeah, yeah. So something like a, a saxophone, and, and it, this sounds stupid because you guys have done it for you know 15 years. But yeah. from a venue's point of view, like yeah, I can put one guy playing sax that plays with the DJ. There's only two members of the you know of the artistry and I can still create such a vibe that I don't necessarily need a full live band at stage, a sound engineer, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. it's definitely something that, when people see it for the first time, they're creating such an amazing vibe, but there's only two of them. That's yeah. just such an amazing thing. And then now three of them have, you know, have yeah. got bongo. So uh, it's obvious to us, because we do it every day, and we see it yeah, every day. I but
1: that's what I think that's what the point I was saying, is it just seems... Alien to me that you could that you people wouldn't have seen it before. Yeah. It's, it's, but obviously, people still haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah,
0: so I bumped into Dax probably 2002. Yeah. Thought it was just the coolest thing on the planet, thought yeah. it was the best looking guy I've ever seen with his quiff um, he's not here that's why I'm slagging his quiff off
1: um. <laughs> <laughs> he's changed that haircut now he looks so much better now I like the quiff
0: I did like the quiff but I think he looks it, extra cool now
1: the, the quiff and the beard was the was the pivotal point for me yeah um, because I actually remember him It was doing um, circle club Dax yeah. used to do. Yeah, uh, when I did Bijou and he did yeah. Circle, um, so even then that was where that when did Circle go? That was that was donkeys ago as well. 40 40 Thirty four, yeah. yeah. So, well, cut a long story short because we discussed this with Dax on the very first uh, podcast that we did in the mm. first series, and we discussed it a little bit, but. It was um, yeah Manchester without live artists really. There was mm. hardly anyone doing it at no. the time. I think it was me and him and there was one other guy. Yeah, um, That's like, literally. Yeah, that I it. met Dats through Danny Outward because yeah. Dats was working with Danny yeah. uh, in Blackpool, mm. and Danny introduced me when me and him had a residency at Avicii White, yeah. which well, is well, now long Live, long which long is long Old time. Circle. Yeah, yeah, basically it all ties <laughs> in like every, everywhere it goes and it. It's uh, obviously our man and his relationship grew from there, but it's um, but you were the guys doing it you were the first guys doing it in the city and there was not a lot of people doing
0: it so you guys blew up and i was my story is kind of similar as i was the first sort of r&b motown soul singer that was in bars and restaurants creating an extra vibe other than just a dj and it was just something that people had not really ever seen before and you you can't say that no one had ever seen a singer in a bar before because it's been happening for hundreds of years but i was doing something that was I was trying to do something that was super current, and everyone just, you know, jumped on the back of it yeah. and, and wanted to book it for events. And, and every bar and restaurant in the, you know, in the yeah. country wanted wanted yeah. a bit of that
1: stuff yeah. that people can sing along to and watch. And yeah. it's
0: not a super
1: seven, twelve, fifty scale it down, didn't you though? Yeah, because we. I think me and you first met personally. I think through obviously through Dax, but mm. in neighbourhood, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think will have been when I actually properly got to know you. Yeah, definitely. Um, we used to do the support slot for your sets, didn't we? We started. And, well, I won't put it like that. Well, i it, nice. it was the. It was the. It was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <I'll
0: say that. laughs>
1: I know it was. The, the thing is, is I, I would look at that. They. It was that was all about the experience so that was just time slots yeah, our, our, our entertainment suited later on down the line and yours mm. was like the, to get the vibe going weren't yeah, it yeah when That's the lights it. were up
0: they wanted to see me and then yeah, when yeah. the lights go down they don't really want to look at you just,
1: yeah. <laughs> is that because of me or Dax I oh, know you've just said Dax was good looking so that must be it I'm the un- lights off, turn the lights off get the lights down quick <laughs> 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 we only want to hear him we don't want to see him he doesn't look it, very I didn't good say that he's that. got a rubbish
0: haircut
1: <laughs> <laughs> he can't grow a beard he's got a big nose I mean look at the guy what is he even doing here <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, yeah, we had we've had a yeah, we've known each other a long time, me and you, but yeah, it's it's a nice bit of history there, isn't there? Awesome. Tell, tell us a little bit about obviously, you know, you you brushed up on you as an artist and how you've got going, and we can we can talk more about that if you like. But I I've seen the, your transition, I think, mm. and that's probably for yeah. me a little bit more, yeah, uh, a bit more of a talking point from mm. your transition of a you know an act mm. to then go into into the venue. Ownership, Yeah, definitely. Which is a big move, <clears> particularly <throat> in the city centre. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think what you've done with 186, personally, is 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 great. Thank it you. looks brilliant, it's a good vibe. The idea and the concept behind it, I mean, I'll let you talk a bit more about it, but I mm. personally think it's a great idea. You've got the barbers, which I'll, I'll let you go in. Tell, tell us a little yeah. bit more about the idea behind it and yeah, so where, where it's gone.
0: I think, I'd, you know, to, to cut a long, boring story short, I was an artist, you know, I've been, been a a functioning musician for about five years in the city and got to a point where I was getting sick of providing my own vibe in someone else's venue, making someone else's money. Where, And I was just leaving with my, with my gig fee, which half the time pubs can't pay you know the gig fee you want, so they pay you X amount of money. And it's like, yeah, great. Work there for three hours, create an amazing vibe. And then you leave and then all the, of every single customer's money goes in their pocket. And I'm thinking, actually, I don't, I'm bigger than this. I'm, I want to be able to do this myself. And then you know I'm not going to sit here for one second and say that 186 is all me because I have a, I have two business partners Scott and Alan Crowshaw and Alan without Alan we wouldn't none of this would have been able to be you know, yeah. to have happened so Alan came across me through friend of a friend and they you know brought this idea up of wanting to open a bar a secret bar under a barber shop because Scott is the barber in Manchester City Centre and they've had this you know this dream of doing it their entire lives. And they came across me at a gig. I was actually gigging at the Christmas markets in Manchester two 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 and a half years ago. And they just said, listen, we want you to get involved. We actually think we want to make it a live music venue. And I was like, well, yeah, that's exactly what I've always wanted to do. Have my own venue, host the room, and be able to sing and put on the right bands, the right music, the right timing, which is everything, mm. you know, to, a, to, a, to nightlife. And we'll go into that. So... You know they brought me in as a shareholder, and actually now i said listen i don 't just want to do the music, I want to be a part of everything and i 've been in this city a long time. those guys aren 't from the city they 're from outside of the city. so I said, if you want me to be involved, I want to be a part of the brand. I want to live it and breathe it from the get go I want to help you design it, I want to be involved, and I want to be an equal shareholder and that 's where we went from basically so twelve months later we'd designed it we 'd found the you know the most ideal location we could ever have dreamt of in the city." And yeah, it took us 18 months to open the doors. We opened the doors and I built my dream stage. I built the dream band. I built the dream music system. I built the dream you know the dream um, concept of what I thought at the time, what I still think at the time is what Manchester's missing there's, there's restaurants, there's cafes, there's coffee clubs, there's coffee shops, there's late night clubs but there's no in between, there's no date night after food right where we're going, I want to sit down with my missus I want to drink good cocktails nice entertainment, nothing too loud nothing too heavy but also I don't want to feel self conscious in a place, I think a lot of people in Manchester, they don't talk about it but wherever they go in the city they're either self conscious of posting in that environment or they're self conscious about who else has bought a bigger table than them or who else has spent more money than them or there's, mm-hmm. there's X amount of celebrities in there and they don't feel amazing. But I don't want to feel like that when I go out. I want to feel comfortable I want to feel relaxed. I want to feel, you know, I want to have great service. I want to have great entertainment. I want to have great cocktails because I'm paying for it. Mm-hmm. We all know that you can go out and buy four bottles of Peroni in Tesco for four quid. You go to a bar and it's five quid for a bottle, and it's obvious because it's in Tesco around the corner. Tally like robbery. It's yeah. Taylor like robbery. It's absolutely But so, so what a venue owner says? Well, you're not just paying for the bottle. You're paying for the yeah, service. Yeah, you're paying for it being nice cold. Yeah, you're paying yeah. for the, you know, the comfy seat. Blah blah. And obviously, you can get all that home. But if you want to go out, that's why you pay an extortionate yeah. amount of money for a pound bottle of
1: <laughs> yeah. Peroni Yeah, if you look at it, if, like, you, look at it if like you start that. looking at it like that, you never. And if Go you're talking it like that, you're not welcoming 186. <laughs> uh, he said it, not me. Plunk, plunk. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, we, we, so we opened the venue and it was, it's, my, it's the dream. I've, honestly, I've been handed the dream. People say to me, you know, this is amazing. You were singing bars, now you've got your own bar. And I'm like, yeah, this is not... It's graft. I've had to graft for 10 years to be able to own my own live music venue in the city, but it's because I've grafted and mm. because of the work that I've done in the city and the reputation that I've hopefully created for myself mm. gave me the time and, uh, and the sort of power to be able to open my own venue. And now, you know, we've been open 12 weeks. Before lockdown, we were open 12 weeks and our consultant said, you're not going to break even for nine months. So you're a venue owner, you've opened the venue, you need to you need to bankroll this for nine months because it's going to take you nine months to break even. And on our ninth week, we did it. We broke even on our ninth Brilliant. week. So. Breaking even's breaking even, we're paying the bills, but yeah. you know, we, it's supposed to have taken us nine months, and we did it in nine weeks. So we, It was a massive achievement. Yeah, a massive achievement, and the week after we closed down because of Corona. So it, it's been an absolute roller coaster. Yeah. But 186 is that live music cocktail club that you go to where you bring your missus, you go with your mates, you go with your mum and dad, yeah. and it's just entertainment, upmarket cocktails, yeah. upmarket clientele the best table service in the city. Yeah. And and it's home till two and that's that's yeah. how we're that's what yeah. we're providing really. Yeah. As a product and as a brand that's what we're doing. Yeah.
1: That was my last night out. It was you were the last venue that I went on. Same. In well, it's been nearly five months wow. since we've been out. And you were the last venue that I was at on that Saturday the fourteenth of March and I yeah. think a week later it it closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and, Thursday night
0: closed. Yeah, out. it was
1: a great vibe that night. Yeah. So it was lovely to come down and yeah, it's good. It. I'm glad
0: you've seen it before before we yeah.
1: closed. Yeah, because obviously with our line of work, it's not exactly like the easiest oh, to try and get out, isn't it? Because as you know, it's unsociable hours. Of course, it is. Uh, and to try and get out and do the social thing is is a bit more tricky. And trying to socialise together, like, yeah. Us
0: three going out for dinner on a Saturday night, I'm like,
1: well, it's no, almost impossible. Never gonna happen. happen. No. So yeah, um, so. On the note about, obviously, the nightlife and your involvement in it now, as well as your experiences as an artist in the nightlife, what mm. do you think the challenges of the industry have been? Don't necessarily mean <coughs> COVID, because we all, I think everybody knows COVID's been yeah, the biggest challenge that any of us have seen mm. to date in mm. this industry, never mind the recessions, because I went through one recession in 2007 where gigs did drop off because bars mm. were suffering, yeah. but this is a different animal. Course. Um, what's the challenges overall in the industry you've found to work it from your experiences.
0: Yeah, so I think
1: I think first of all before
0: we state the the challenges I think we can all say, as the three and as in the four of us, is we are very, very lucky in the amount of gigs that we get, the amount of well paid gigs we get, the amount of you know exposure that we get at gigs. And we are very, very lucky, we are probably in the top 10 percent of artists in the country that are gigging every single week. And mm-hmm. I think there's definitely a different opinion from someone who's doing their original music, trying to book gigs, and trying to get their music out there. So I think there's two different conversations here. Oh, yeah, from, definitely. From our point of view, we'd be to talk yeah. about that, but I think from a, a a budding musician who's trying to, you know, release their own EP. That's a completely different... Oh, yeah, as musicians. Yeah. I think as this industry, I think my biggest challenge is being trusted by a venue owner. I think that's the biggest thing. We, as creatives, we have so much that we can offer. We have so... People forget that vibe is a product. Creating a vibe, they go, well, vibe's just having a good time. Yeah, but that's actually a product. That's, yeah. that's what I do for a living. Yeah. I create a vibe for a living. Yeah. So you put me in your wedding breakfast let everyone eat starters and then l- give me a microphone and I'll change the entire room within a verse and chorus of a song. Ah, so that's what you're paying for. Mm-hmm. You're paying for me to sing, but you're paying for me to create a vibe. If you want a, the, if you want a pianist just to play soft music in the background, that's the vibe that they're creating. Mm. Pay that guy for that. Yeah. If, you want the, if you want people on their feet dancing down in their glass of prosecco and having a whale of a time singing Valerie, give me a microphone yeah. and pay my bills. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. for me, I think one of my biggest challenges is to sh- to say to a venue yes that is my invoice fee but just l- let me prove myself first let me show you how i can do it yeah. i think that's one of the th- biggest things but then also is i don't maybe this is a, maybe this is a, a minute problem but it definitely is an av support from venues yeah venues having good well yeah. good enough av that's a
1: very that's a very specific uh, struggle that a lot of people that like, we've been we've hadn't chats about AV before not if you don't un, no one really understands it no. but without AV and without la- and without sound is, is, what what your, your, your vibe as, well. as a product which you just talked about then lacks for me yeah. like you can't do I know we can do so much like the performance element of it mm. that you bring to the table <laughs> like you've just mentioned there with the um with a drink reception or, or a, a wedding breakfast or whatever yeah. is created by you in a small space you're not necessarily reliant on the sound that is you yeah. but when you go into like a performance space in terms of mm. a venue mm. then the lighting and the sound is everything to that without that of course it, it will never be the show or the performance that you want it to be
0: but My the, the biggest example of that from, that I've always that I've found when I first started my career a venue would say we've got this pub in you know, Rippon or Horwich or yeah. Northwich. Want you to come up? We've seen you online. We want you to come and do a gig. We want you to come and do a Saturday night? Amazing. Have you got all the equipment I need, like microphones, blah, blah blah? Yeah, we've got it all. Don't worry. We're a music venue. You've got it all. So I turn up and it's a wired microphone. Yeah. So a wired microphone is about hundred quid. Yeah. Right. A wireless microphone is about six, seven, eight hundred quid. Yeah. But from a venue owner, they think that's a microphone. That's all I need is a hundred quid. Yeah. I can only do so much with a thirty meter wired cable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now that sounds obvious to the general public when there's when the venue is in an L shape and halfway around the other side of the venue they can't see me and I'm supposed to be trying to entertain that entire venue so I'm saying why didn't you tell me it was a wide microphone I should have asked in my head then I've learned I should have asked if you haven't got a wide microphone I'll bring my own wide microphone because I want to be able to walk around I want to be able to walk around everyone's table and try and entertain the whole venue as one at the same time so when I was turned up to venues, it was like, oh, I should have bought my own microphone. Why didn't yeah, I my own yeah. microphone? Or they've got a really, really rubbish microphone that they've bought from Argos, yeah. and it doesn't, it doesn't work. Or it's, it's just not great. Machine. It's karaoke machine. Exactly. <laughs> Trust me, I've done a few of them. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think that's one of the biggest struggles. And maybe that's, maybe that's acute in the sense of AV is very specific to us. It's not yeah, specific it's, to the general public maybe listening.
1: Yeah. Um, they I don't realise it is, but that is the experience, I think. Of course you know, it is G- general Joe blogs doesn't realise that they're experiencing what they're experiencing because of that which is absolutely you know, what, I think important. one of
0: the biggest things that people forget is that you can let's say pay £100 for a singer but nowadays you're paying another hundred quid for the AV for the rental fee of an AV or you're paying more if you want a big light show and you want this and that and people sometimes people think about a budget and they think oh this is a budget for this DJ okay well the DJ's got to actually have decks and the DJ's got to actually have speakers and the DJ's got to actually plug into the venue and the DJ's got to have lights got to light them up so I think that sometimes is, is is Educating yeah. the client to be able to see that as the big picture mm. give me a budget and let me show you what that budget can do as an entirety because yeah. it might be 10 grand to book Will Maiden because he's that good but there's got to be all that other cost around yeah. it I yeah. don't know if I'm speaking out of turn but no, no, it's such not. a big thing that we're I've not. been up, I've up against where people said right that's your fee okay amazing is that everything no no there's then expenses and there's AV and there's the, you know if you, have you checked with a venue that they've not got a sound limiter it's like what? Uh, and I think one of the reasons now that whenever I get a booking for myself as an artist everything goes through Kim at 6.15 because Kim boxes that whole thing off with the client exceptionally well before the client's even even talked figures Kim goes through everything as a whole and you know, a wedding or an event there's all of that to take into consideration it's not just booking Tom De Lips yeah. turning up with his sax in a box it's yeah. it's so much more than that like, yeah well yeah here, in the same a about a box <laughs> 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 which this is? <laughs> <laughs> i joking no but you know what I mean it's, yeah, it's, I, know. I, know. It, I think that for me is when I've when I've booked you know um, a gig through my friends my friends said can you come and do my gig for, one? It's, uh, for, for my wedding yeah. of course and I, what I normally do is if they're a good friend I will do, I, my performance would be my my gift to them as, as their wedding. Yeah. But then they still got to book AV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I because I'm not I can't pay for AV. Yeah. And if yeah. it's abroad, they've got to go to a supplier yeah, yeah. and they're like, yeah. Well, Dean, it's a thousand pounds for your AV for the wedding. I'm like, Okay, well, I'll, I'll do it with no microphone. Yeah. And they go and no music. Oh, yeah. right. We got to fly guitar out. We can't just pick one up from the shop. Ah, right. so that's I think for yeah. me personally, that's one of the biggest challenges I've had to moment. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: I, I agree. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I think other challenges from a, from an artist's point of view. Um, I think timing is key with, with regards to entertainment on a night. I the one of the one of the one of the USPs of of one hundred and eighty six. And I always say, you know when you go to Italy, you go to Spain, and the owner of the restaurant is sat there with his wife and kids yeah. in the corner eating the food, and you love that when you see him and you think, that's the owner over there, eating the food with with his wife um, and kids, that's yeah, amazing. And he's yeah. stood on the door handing you a menu as you walk in. Yeah, that's yeah. how I treat 186, that's yeah. how I work at yeah. 186. Yeah. I'm stood on the door, I'm greeting people, but I'm then getting up and singing. And I think one of the reasons why I do that is because I decide when the band goes on I decide when the when the DJ starts, I decide when the sparklers should come out and the, and the entertainment should heighten because it, there might be a lull between tables, there might be, people say to me, right, I want to book you for a gig and I want you to do a, sle- a set at seven, a set at nine and a set at 12. Okay, that's fine. Mm. But if you've got a turnaround of tables at five to nine, so half your venue leaves to, to get the tables ready for the next set of venue and you want me to start, that's not right. Let no. me wait. I'll wait for 20 minutes. Uh, let's uh, get everyone in the venue, let's make sure everyone's got a drink and ready to go and I'll have a quick wander around the venue and I'll go. Let's go. Yeah. And people go. I yeah, know, but you said nine o'clock.
1: Yeah. Your no, venue's half oh, full at nine yeah, o'clock. Yeah, why would I? Yeah. Why would I
0: start now? Do you want me to waste the money that you've paid me yeah. on gigging to half venue? Yeah. Oh well. I know, but I've told everyone nine o'clock. There's no one in the venue. Yeah. Let me wait. Yeah.
1: Or they've said, can you start now? Yeah. That's it. I was that's just about one. to say. That's get on one. now. Get on now. Get on now. And I'm like, just, just wait one minute. We'll, we'll, let's just lift it up. And it's trying to. No. Get on now. Get on now. You get that quite a lot. 100%. I think across the board, we've, we've all all artists when they start and you sort of go oh well this guy's paying the wages and a lot of inexperienced of artists course. will just go on yeah. and that's the difference between you know, having a but bit experience, more experience of and, and creating a better show
0: One of the other biggest things that I think we as artists will know but the, but the general public won't really get and the, the, I have a very good analogy for this is One, there are only so many songs in the world to play. And I, as a singer, know my absolute bangers that go off every single time. So, Senorita, I sing four times a week. Superstition, I sing four times a week. No Scrubs, I sing four times a week. And sometimes people will make jokes to me and say, Jesus, Dean, you need to learn some new songs. And I say, that's fine, but do we change the beer tap every week? What do you drink every week? Gin and tonic. You drink the same drinks every week, so shut up and let me sing Senorita every week. (laughs) Yeah. Well Stand done. down. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but, But for me nowadays, the current pop industry and the current pop music, it's great, yeah. but I'm, if I was to sing, I took, I'm not going to you know, name shame. but a lot of the music now is so current that you forget about songs that, when they've been oh out yes. of the charts. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. Superstition, Stevie Wonder's been around 40 years. It's never going to die out. No. MJ PYT no. is never going to die out. Mm-hmm. And when I sing that song and I'm in the middle, it's midnight in a bar and I've got the entire audience on their feet with their hands in the air and I start Rock With You by my MJ, every single person is in their element. Mm. If I was to do the third track of Dua Lipa's new album, two girls are going to go,
1: oh my God, I love this song.
0: <laughs> but the 53rd year old mo- woman in the, in the corner who's not going to have a clue no, yeah. and the two dads in the corner and the three lads that are there trying to bop to, you know, yeah, bangers are not going to yeah, work. So no, I no, think no, sometimes no, no. people have said to me, God, you need to learn new songs. And I do. Trust me, I've been gigging a long time and I still do a lot of the same songs. But it work. Yeah, but that's... You ex- book me because it works but, and I do the yeah. same set. My banger set at the end is this song and then this song and then this song because... This is, what I, this is the biggest thing I struggle with, is music and the, the art of entertainment is a science. Yeah. I'm creating dolphins in your brain that make you feel a million dollars while you're watching and listening to me. People don't science. want to be
1: educated, though. That's the other thing. They want to hear what they know. And, you know, I'm just, just, just to pick up on that, that point, uh, before we move on and go on to the next, the next question, We've, um, like I look at like live sessions, which is our... In in house bar, no, we don't do it in cities. It's like villages, towns. It's a smaller, mm. like, it's a smaller vibe. We play what we want to play, and in a way, it allows artists to do the other songs. Like you've just said, then I'm not going to sing a track that I like off an album that no one's heard of, oh. even though I like it. But we do do that, but in an environment that allows you to do it, you'll still have to play a bangers. But look at Kung's right, the amount of people that will ask you to play that, mm. and you get sick of it. But it brings the it brings the vibe. You look it at Liverpool off. neighbourhood, and that is like the track that will make everyone get off the seats. And, and it's but you play something else. It's a decent record. Mm. Don't get that same reaction. And you and they just sit there going, "What's this?" If I,
0: if I said to you, there's a million people in this room that have all had four glasses of Prosecco, you're on the stage in the middle of the room, play one song, what would you play? There's a sax player. Yeah. Oh, you'd play Kungs, wouldn't you? Because you would. Yeah. Right,
1: now, Because every Cause single everyone know, everyone person knows it.
0: in that venue yeah. will go, oh my God, I love this tune. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you were to play anything else, wait, There's obviously, let's say there's 50 there's a, songs. There's a few, but right? there's not many. If you were to play something off a of B-side, that uh, for, so for instance, I love a, uh, an artist called Alan Stone. He's hands down the, One of the best singers Ever created And 5% of the population Of the UK will know him yeah. No one will know him He's massive in America But tiny over here if I love singing on stone I sing in the shower I sing it at, I, I sing it everywhere
1: yeah. But if I sing it in a gig, people go, What is this? Yeah. Are you singing one of your own songs? but it, it, it's a shame you can't we can't educate a little bit, isn't it? What it, we so. do
0: now is on a Sunday, when we get back out of lockdown properly, is Sundays are for that. So we have a full band, mm. they play their songs that they do. What they do is they're educating the customer. So the customer sat down, nice bottle of wine, they're sitting watching being entertained, and the singer or the saxophonist or whoever it is will say, Okay, so this album, this this song is from a guy called Alan Stone. He was born in Texas, he's this guy, it's really cool. If you like Al Green, you will like Alan Stone, go away and read. It'll be on the Instagram. It'll be on the website after tonight, and then they listen to it. That's a great idea. That I love that. So Mm. it's like a a soul sessions that's educating. You know, there's loads of like Miguel, for instance, Mm. the the singer Miguel. Yeah. 50% of girls will love him but 50% of lads won't probably have heard him very much he's from you know the early 2000s so young kids won't enjoy it and older generation won't enjoy it but our generation enjoys it but if I played on a Saturday night people are like what is, yeah, what this? is this a couple yeah, of girls yeah. tables will enjoy it but not yeah, everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so no, it's, it's that. doing that sort of thing that's
1: educating yeah. the city um, and so where, just moving, moving yeah. on from obviously like I said some of the challenges with the music side of it looking at the industry as a whole now and I suppose this is where we get onto the Covid element mm. uh, sits, sits in well with this question where do you see the industry going from hit, now in the future
0: I think one of the biggest things about music that we, that we forget but we shouldn't forget is music has been around for thousands of years and it's going to be around for thousands of years mm. there's never not going to be live music there's never no. not going to be music on mm. So I think we've got to stay strong in knowing that it's been around since there were cavemen knocking coconuts together. Do you know what I mean? So... The fact that was that just popped out of nowhere. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we might have to fact check that. I don't think that's true.
0: <laughs> we someone in the comments saying, "Actually, this is not correct."
1: He uh, may have seen that on the Flintstones, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's not real life. Um, <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Um,
0: so I think I think for me, I'm 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 confident in the fact that knowing that um, music is always going to be around in a in a nightlife environment and in a in a event yeah. environment. I also think that people from experience of being open three weeks in, as a venue whilst in lockdown, everyone is obsessed with when the live music is coming back. So I'm fortunate that people will still want live music. Mm. But also, going back from a science point of view, there is so many venues now, so many restaurants, so many coffee shops that are open, that are either just providing cold beer, hot coffee, and a good risotto, mm. that... Everyone in the every general every member of the general public is constantly wanting more. The more that you know, social media is becoming a massive part of everyone's life, and it already is a massive part of everyone's life. Is that you, there's only so many cocktails you can take a picture of. Mm. There's only so many flower walls you can take a picture of. So having something else to entertain the customer is always a massive pull for everyone in the general public. These these um, selfie mirrors that that came out ten years ago. They're really good but they're not going to beat live music people have taken pictures on of them the the photo boobs the mint but they're not live music yeah. the the flower walls that came out the mint but they're not live music yeah. the
1: interactive yeah, you know no they just add to they just add the to experience. but it's not taken it's over not it's never no, ever no, taken no. Over. I, I didn't i, I would have never thought it was out. i mean looking at covid's hit the industry hard hasn't it really in you know, in terms of hospitality and mm. an events mm. and I for one am the same as you 100% sure that you're never going to get rid of music there's no No. way it just won't happen the problem is is the forced closures of venues Mm. how trends change Mm. you know I'd be interested to know what your thoughts are on it because we've seen a, a, a shift in trends from the Dubai brunches being brought over here. The shift from nightclubs to bar restaurants. Mm. The is it good enough for the gram? That that phrase that a lot of venues discuss in like the in a marketing meeting on mm. what they're presenting on a table, mm. uh, the show to present in the food, like you said, all the added elements that keep trying to grow and grow and grow because of the expectation gets higher and higher and higher. Of course. We've in a generation been trapped by social media. Yep. And I do mean trapped, it's yep. a horrible place to I be t- sometimes. I, totally agree. Uh, I can't bear Facebook. Instagram's not as bad because you can just get basically it's not really as opinionated. The biggest, the biggest um, example
0: of this is you watch G- uh, Jimi Hendrix at, at Woodstock. Everyone is both hands in the air, watching it, enjoying it. You watch Drake now at the MEN, and every single person in the world has got a phone out. That's it. That's that, that. We don't even need to talk about social media anymore. That is what social media has become. It's more important to present it on your Instagram than it is to watch it and experience it for likes. If I was a yeah for likes, but also it's the best marketing tool that Drake will ever get for free. If you were to do. If if you were to have that filmed from all those different angles in a, in a concert, it would cost you billions and billions of pounds to have every single seat filmed and all those different experiences. So it's amazing, it's an amazing, amazing tool and people have made billions of dollars mm-hmm. from Instagram and social media. Fine. But it's not the, it's not the end of the world and it's not, it's not the be all and end all of the world. So social media is just social media. It's a monster in itself and it's never going to go away. Yeah.
1: No, no, sadly. But the, you know, where do you see 186 you know coming out of it, I've been I'm just interested to know as event because yeah. you've got an in really we we we're, we're predominantly like a events company mm. obviously AV we do music consultancy uh music production and all mm. that kind of stuff mm. so we we're in addition to a, mm. a, a venue or or it doesn't, I don't necessarily mean just a bar or no, of a course. restaurant I mean I I mean any any business really we, you know, but where do you see that your business going I'm yeah. just be interested Yeah to see no how... I
0: totally agree I, I, I'm probably going to be the only person in the world right now that's actually going to say that covid's been a massive positive for us we opened 3 months before the before, before covid happened and when we opened we were we, we didn't panic but we want all we could all we could think about was numbers and figures and getting the venue out there and we were a secret by so we didn't do any promo, we didn't do any public, you know, we didn't do any marketing and PR. So we just wanted to get people in the venue, get people in the venue, and we'd pack the venue out. And our capacity is 220. We'd have 215 people in the venue and you would be able to walk, you won't be able to talk. And I hate that about clubs and bars and pubs when it's five deep at the bar yeah. and it's it's really two full and whatever. Yeah. So when we closed and we had to reopen again, it was like, right, restrictions, 25% capacity. So we now operate on 25% capacity. Everyone has to be seated. Mm. You can't have more than five, six people in one table at one time. Mm -hmm. No one can walk to the bar. Everyone's got the table served. So when we reopened, the vibe was unbelievable. 50 people in the venue, bit of smoke, bit of lights, candle lit. It was unbelievable. It was the nicest vibe we've had in the venue today on our first weekend of of, of post-lockdown. We then realised that what people want from us is table service, sit down, Entertained, not really getting up by the stage. Yeah, getting up by the stage and singing along to the to to me singing senorita. Absolutely, but from a from a venue's point of view, what we've realised is that actually what our product is is jazz club vibe esque. Maybe a couple, maybe fifty more people in the venue, a bit more exclusive, a bit more up end market a bit more higher end of the cocktail serve a bit more of the experience the cocktails coming to the table and actually that in between of stood at the bar drinking pints to sat down restaurant with that in between where you're getting that restaurant vibe but you're getting the bar live music atmosphere Mm -hmm. you're getting served cocktails that are floating above a magnet that's got covered in dry ice, you can't even see the cocktail until it arrives at your table. All those sort of things. What we've realised is that we were right twelve months ago when we dis- when we designed 186. It was going to be this speakeasy cocktail club, jazz club esque vibe where. That was the most important thing. It wasn't getting people in the venue, packing the venue out. We just realised that that was mint when we had 50 people on the dance floor that were bouncing to Senorita. It was like, this is well cool. But actually, from a product's point of view, we're taking more money now with less people because the vibe's right, because the entertainment's right, because the, oh, it will be right when we get live music back on, because the table service is right. So it's actually given us a real a heightened experience of reflection in 186 as 186 mm. so a lot of people now have taken time to read to the menu they've taken a lot of time to realise that you don't have to cram tables in restaurants you go to most restaurants now there's a couple of, there's a bit more space so walking to your table's a bit nicer so not feeling so cramped around people is a bit nicer these um, Perspex screens up yeah some of them look a bit tacky and are, are thrown up but some of these places that have done it well Hawksmoor next time anyone wants to go to Hawksmoor it's unbelievable food but they've done PPE incredible, you can't even notice it every single table is just a good metre away from one another, they've put lovely perspex screens up that are made of glass that are you can't even see them, but you feel comfortable in your own environment mm. I think what it's done, what COVID has done is made the general public realise that hygiene and health and safety is massively important mm-hmm. not getting crammed into a bar and drinking and coughing on people because they don't really care not washing their hands when they go to the toilet, now everyone does that and everyone realises that, yeah, got a be hygienic. Mm -hmm. Um, When you're out in public and there's someone stood right next to you coughing, it's like, people actually take that seriously now. So for us, it's actually keeping our venue cleaner, it's keeping our our, um, customers safer, creating a nice environment We've not had one bit of trouble since we since we reopened because everyone's sat. You've got a booking, pre-booked. Everyone's nice. Everyone wants to enjoy themselves. Everyone's in a much more positive environment, and everyone feels a lot more safer because there's more things being put in place that are keeping the putting drama safer. They're not thinking I'm crammed in the corner. and with eight lads. I'm getting as this- possibly can and I'm going to end up fighting we don't get that much in 186 because we're not that venue but it's, it's actually calmed the venue calmed the, the general public down so I think yeah. moving forward we are going to get back to, to normality eventually I think it's going to take a lot longer than what we think but I think the new yeah. norm yeah. will be a safer more hygienic norm
1: I hope than so. what we were that's what I like to yeah. say I, I hope it is I hope it doesn't affect venues and I still, you still want to be able to go and have that club experience and have that vibey experience. But I totally agree. We do need to be cleaner. We need to be safer, certainly, because the amount of trouble that gets caused with overf- overfilled venues that I've does. seen in over the years is, is astronomical. Of course it does. You don't feel comfortable Every single out.
0: person in the country, and I'm obviously not a scientist, so I don't know this, but everyone has become cleaner since COVID. We'll fact check that later. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: like, that's the up, title man. of the episode yeah. <laughs> fact check um. Steve <laughs> fact check
0: <laughs> but you know everyone's thought I should probably wash my hands now or, a bit of anti would be the best you know
1: everyone has probably done that more yeah yeah no, de- definitely yeah I mean I, I certainly seem to be washing my hands loads more I don't get me wrong I always wash my hands but I mean I literally now wash <laughs> my hands after everything Yeah. Uh, I mean, just...
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you do. I'm I'm
1: consciously thinking about it, though, but I know everyone else is. We were just talking earlier about that, just crossing the road, and, you know, just people actively not coming too close to people and getting in your personal space yeah, which is a massive hate of mine anyway I don't mm. like people coming right close to me in my personal mm. space particularly mm. like in the shops and stuff I mean even when you were shopping like in wherever you shop let's say Morrisons you've got people leaning over you to get stuff out of the fridge oh, and yeah, when you yeah. look when you're like touching me and stuff that used to happen I mean Absolutely. now it's a lot it, and it just seems to be a lot better I think
0: one of the, one of the big, I wanted to say before we move on from this point is what the biggest thing it's done for this industry and you'll both appreciate this is it's made people miss it. It's yeah. made people appreciate oh, yeah. going out. It's made people appreciate... <laughs> Cooking at home is mint. Being with a family, quality time with the family is mint. And drinking a bottle of wine at home is amazing. But yeah. sat in a nice bar, sat in a nice yeah. restaurant, with your mates, with your mum and dad, with your missus, and being served a mint steak, being yeah. served a bottle of wine, being served yeah. an ice cold beer, yeah. people have appreciated it. So we've, we've ripped the hospitality industry away from the general public, or the government have ripped the... Populi- yeah. the and they've now fed it back. And everyone, everyone we meet goes... It's so nice to be back. Every single one of our customers has gone. It's so nice to yeah. be back. So nice. They're leaving better feedback. Yeah. They're being more appreciative. Our tips have gone through the roof. Our service charge has gone through the roof. Not our service charge, but people wanting to tip because they're appreciating yeah. being like, yeah. "You're actually a really nice guy, and you've really looked after me and made me feel really comfortable." You know, you go to America, it's twenty yeah, percent.
1: leave it least. everywhere you go. Yeah, in least, a pint
0: yeah. of beer, you pay twenty yeah, yeah. percent on a pint yeah, of beer. You don't yeah, do that in Manchester <clears throat> or in, in the England. That's and just common courtesy over yeah.
1: there. I mean, on the flip. To that argument, which I'd agree, I mean, I can't wait to go out, but I won't be going out and just, you know, riding on the point about your place. Mm. I'd book there because I wouldn't want to go to a packed venue with my missus even na- even no. after that mm. because it's not my thing anyway, food mm. plating. Mm. But I'd definitely be making sure I'm not going anywhere that's absolutely ram now. But on the flip side, I've... Learned to enjoy my time at home a lot more Yeah, and absolutely. I think that's going to change a lot of people's mindsets to think actually I can have my mates around my house and I've really enjoyed that so I yeah. don't need to go out every weekend twice a week no? or once a week and maybe reduce that but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because I think if there's a lot of people that are out every week same faces all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. that the people that don't go out as much may go out once more a month instead of instead of going once a month, they go twice a month because yeah. it's more enjoyable for them and they prefer the experience. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to work in a lot of different ways. I'd be interested to see what happens. It's difficult to tell now, isn't it? But I'd yeah. be interested to see what does happen.
0: I think from my, 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 the last point about you know from from a venue from a venue owner's point of view is a lot of people a lot of people have said oh they've locked us down they're not going to do it again they can't do it to us again because we've got to get out of it trust not trust me because who the who the hell am I but. If they can do it once, they can do it again, and we are we are still worried that they're gonna shut us down again. We've opened again, and we're, they're rela- they're, yeah. we're There's talks of relaxing it. There's talks of allowing more more people in the venue. There's la- re- you know all these relaxations, chats, but there's also a lot of chat about locking us down again. Sadly, so, yeah, I think no, one, that, out yeah, that again, no one out we'll,
1: there is safe. No ho- one out there. I hope not, but. Mm. Let's, hope, let's hope not just so we can move on um, and Cammy will go through the next section but I, one thing that I ask everybody that comes on the podcast is about mental health and what we look at is how you deal with being busy and under a lot of pressure mm-hmm. how it affects your mental health and how you deal with that
0: I am very 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 fortunate that I have a wonderful missus I have a wonderful mum and dad I have wonderful friends I have a wonderful team at 186 everyone I have a very close knit family my mum and dad have brought me up you know they're my absolute rocks my mum and dad I've, every day I've been when I came home from school it was tell me talk to me about your day how has it been how, how you know what did you go through at school today was it good day was it bad day what was bad how can we help you fix that so I've I've been brought up to talk a lot I'm sure you can tell by this podcast to talk a lot and you know explain my emotions yes we're running out of time yeah because you (laughs) were late Um, so (laughs) um, so then so I've always been you know brought up to talk about my emotions I've got a very supportive girlfriend who you know we sit every night and talk about how the day was and what was going through but being busy is an exciting thing it's a good thing I'd rather be busy than not have anything on but I think the way I deal with mental health is Com- uh, communication is key yeah, that's yeah. my opinion yeah. if you ask me one piece of advice communication is key and I know that's a lot easier for me to say than maybe other people out there that really struggle with communication I totally agree but if there's one thing that will, I think would help anyone is just communicating yeah, yeah. someone who you love dearly someone who you trust someone who is very similar to you anyone go for a pint with them sit them down give them a ring text them whatever it is the second you open some form of communication I've never been so stressed in my entire life Two months before we opened 186 I was in the venue at 5am every single day Making sure contracts were working at time I wouldn't leave till na- midnight, 9 o'clock I was then working on the brand I was working on who we are in the city I was. It was the most stressful time I've ever been through But because I was in a team Because I was working with all these people all the time And everyone was going through the same thing I could turn around to someone and we'd, you know, we'd meet for coffee at 8, eight o'clock every morning I'd go... are you stressed as me? And he'd be like, yeah, mate, I'm well stressed. And that chap was like, oh, I'm all right. I'm in the same boat. I'm not the only one. And we're never not the only one. People think that there's no one to go to. There's nothing to, no one will understand. There is someone out there will understand. It might be a counsellor. It might be your mum. It might be your best mate. It might be your dog. Whoever it is, communication and and getting it out. Uh, uh, My dad always says to me, a problem halved is a problem solved. Maybe not solved, but I don't. Maybe that's not the right phrase. But a problem halved, a problem chatted is a problem halved. A problem yeah. communicated is a problem halved. Yeah. If you've shared it with someone, there's someone else who can help you. There's two minds working on that problem. Yeah, if yeah. it's just your mind going through it, you you might not have, you might not see everything of a way out. If you chat with at least one other person, so I think communication for me. And, and I, I know agree. this sounds stupid, but if there's anyone out there listening and wants to have a chat, then you know where I am. Yeah. Like we're, I know we're all the same, but yeah, likewise. Yeah. It, you know, the, yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you think. That's true. I know that all the 615 family and including me are always here to Yeah, yeah. Chat to us. It's been a really difficult time and a lot of my colleagues and friends who are musicians and DJs and everyone in this industry has really struggled, yeah. and people have had to work hard and get in new jobs and different types of careers and make ends meet. And it's it's been a tough time. And it, but the positive is if we can get through this, we can get through anything.
1: Yeah, exactly. this has
0: been difficult. This is yeah. hard. Yeah. fifteen weeks of absolute lockdown in your house, no work, no communicating, no socialising. It's difficult. Yeah. So if you can get through this, people, and you can get another
1: gig at the end of it, like yeah. you're, you're off. Yeah, right. and you're doing something right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like you said, I agree with that fully. If anyone needs any. Support, you know, ring your friends, ring us, of course, speak to somebody, just talk, yeah, just talk, get it out there. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Great, if advice, you let it in your head, that's when it starts playing minds.
0: You just You yeah. just need to get it out there, yeah. of course. It's not, it's, it's, people think it's hard, but eventually, the second you start talking about yeah. it, mate, can I have a chat with you in five minutes about this thing? It's just got playing around in my head. I need to, yeah, do Great it. Advice, you know? yeah. anyway, I know we're traveling, we? <laughs> moving on. Over to I, you. I know, um, I know we've brushed on it briefly but like how did you come across 615 obviously I know it's through Dax but mm. casting back how did you kind of meet up to Tom and get involved with 615 yeah so I think from from my point of view when I when people ask me about 615 and people ask me about my journey with 615 or you know they always say oh have you heard of 615 I'm like yeah of course and we've worked together for years and I'm an artist on your books I think the biggest thing that I can say about 6.15 is you just do it right and you do it properly. I think if I, if I ever need any advice about an event, wedding, booking, AV, consultancy, you know, other other musicians that I need, I just know that within the 6.15 family, whatever you do, you do it right. No matter the cost, no matter the location, no matter who's on board, it's just done and done properly. And I think from my point of view, what I do with 6.15 is I lean on 6.15 because there's only so much I can do as an artist, and I need that support of of Kim, of Av, of you know. People say most of my biggest thing is, oh, can you provide a DJ as well? Yeah, of course, can every single time because six fifteen. Can you uh, I've, can you do can we do speeches afterwards? Yeah, of course, can because six fifteen. already set up the equipment without you even knowing. Mm. So for me, it's. I came. I I knew 615 right at the start when you guys were ballooning in what you were, and you know, you were doing a couple of weddings and a couple of events, mm-hmm. and then it was like, right, we're going to do this massive event, we're going to do this massive festival, we're going to do this massive garden party, and it just took off and took off and took off, and then everyone wanted to be an artist on 615's books, and I think now from anyone's point of view, whether you're an artist. If you're lucky enough to get on our box, on 615's box, you know, you you're gonna get constant work, you're gonna be helped with your brand, you're gonna be helped with your career progression, you're gonna be helped with financial situations that you might not know, being self-employed and invoicing and all these sort of yeah. things when kids are coming out of uni and going, I'm a saxophonist, I'm sick, but I've never gigged before in my life, or mm-hmm. I don't know how to create an invoice. What is VAT? What is you know, how to pay you know, all those sort of things, you guys can help with that. And I think from an events point of view, from a from a venue's point of view, I, you know, I source all my DJs from, from for 186 through 615, but I know it, I know every single thing about the DJ is covered, from insurance to paying to invoicing to, you know, them turning up on time to them being the right brand to being the, the right DJ. I don't have to worry. I know every single day, at eight o'clock, they'll turn up and they'll smash it. And that's massive from a venue's point of view. And from a wedding's point of view and from an event's point of view, you're not a one-man band. You, you, your biggest thing is, is Sax Bongo's DJ? Yeah, absolutely. But from when if I was going to create a 50th birthday party or a wedding and I've got a grand budget or I've got a 500 grand budget 615 can absolutely 100% look after you Kate for you and make it the sickest experience and I think that's why I love being a part of the family and also being out there and someone saying do you you know anyone who can DJ? It's like absolutely yeah 615 do you know anyone who can do this? yeah 615 do you know anyone who can do a harp sat upside down in a bikini singing superstition? yeah 615 (laughs) <laughs> so, I think that's from, from my point of view, that's my sort of opinion. yeah, no, 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 yeah, it was good. And you should be proud of yourselves because that's that's a big ask, that's not something that you know, people you know, you, you're wrapped up in it all the time. 615 is your life, but from my point of view, who's worked with you on a weekly basis, but I've known about your years, and when people ask me third hand about 6.15 like that's yeah. a massive massive achievement yeah. you haven't got any competition in the city you haven't got any competition in the north you get into about to be the you know the biggest in the London and that's massive Massive no, And the amount of people that One of my biggest tick boxes From my career And sorry to carry on Chatting forever Is when people That's say right. Oh my god you made our wedding The food was amazing The venue was amazing But you were like Everyone talks about you And I woke up the next morning From a wedding I was like How good was D-Mike last night And that happens with you lot In every gig you ever do It's always what 6.15 smashed Because I know I've done a gig I've, sang the fir- I've done a big set I've sang the first dance And then um, you guys come on afterwards, and people are just like, This is the sickest thing I've ever experienced. Mm. And that's that you go to bed at night knowing that it's sick because you're like, Yeah, we just made everyone's wedding, and that's why people put you. Absolutely amazing. And I know you've been working with us for quite a while now. Do you have any uh, funny stories whilst working um. with us? <laughs> On the spot,
1: there. I don't really want to slag anyone off. Um, no, <laughs> do. <laughs> I love how yeah, the funny stories always revert back to slagging people off.
0: No, I haven't really got any funny stories. I haven't got any funny stories because because I, te- I pride myself in work being work. People go to the office every day and work. And when we come to work, when I do a gig review, we turn up on time. We get yeah. done. Everything's professional and it's mint. And that's yeah. I don't we don't mess about work we don't have no, a laugh at no, work no, no. turn up provide the products and go and that's so for me no I don't have any funny stories really because it's not funny it's work yeah, yeah. it's professional yeah, we're getting yeah. paid a service and that's what yeah. we do
1: fair yeah. enough that's fair brilliant. enough right we're going to move on to the quick fire questions so we're coming to the end of the pod Sorry, we chatting. had a great chat uh, D-Mac's that. will you hurry up the car's running out D-Mac normally makes an appearance hang on which D-Mac oh no, my oh god, god. Oh, we're the real D-Mac pretty <laughs> really starting up Please really starting up wow. <laughs> I'm not the real one I'm not on the real one <laughs> <laughs> right, let's wait let's get through quickly because we're running out of time here sorry go um, it's only because ca- um, I think the camera's running out of time quick battery. five questions quick, Fry. quick Fry. five questions Cammy starts us off with this which put a toaster bread Oh, what do cows drink? Water. Oh, we nearly <laughs> had to think about that one. Go on! If you had a superpower, would it be stop time? Oh, nice. Favorite track of all time: "Together" by Sam Smith. Oh, no, really? I didn't expect that. Wow! Go if on, you haven't it's... heard it, go on YouTube and listen to it. We're still, we're still going. <laughs> we're sorry, still go. Favorite cocktails drinking that out oh. would
0: be a watermelon martini. Really <laughs> nice. Try one at one eighty-six.
1: <laughs> 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 <Plus. laughs> <laughs> he's done it, he's done it. He's done it. He's done it. Uh, right, favourite movie of all time? Uh, phone Booth. Oh, what a film! What that is a film! such a film! What a film! At least not my favourite of all time, but it's a great film. Yeah, go on. But yeah, go on. Bruno Mars or Justin Timberlake? Justin Timberlake, stupid question. And final one, who's your celebrity doppelganger? Doppelganger. Yes, who'd you, look, who'd, who'd you get told to oh, look like? Paddy McGuinness. <laughs> I I, I was looking at you thinking I, I can't put my finger on it so it's a good question right Dean that's it we're going we'll have have to wrap podcast. It on, mate we're thank you for having me out, I appreciate it, it. No, it was a no, thanks J. for coming on board uh, all listeners thank you for joining us uh, once again it's, it's been a great it's been we've had a great time I hope you have if you have make sure you like it share it drop us a comment
0: yeah and um, what's your socials do you want to plug them? DMAC official 186, 1.8.6. come down message me whenever you want <laughs> see you
1: later the host with the most <laughs> exactly <laughs> thanks have for listening guys anyways so iTunes Apple iTunes podcast it's available Spotify it's available 615% off the record podcast and we're now on YouTube 615's YouTube so that will be there so hello hi (laughs) mum and that's it we're done see see you soon bye 615 off the record